exciting, dangerous world of James Bond has arrived in Los Angeles. The Peterson Automotive Museum invites you to experience the cinematic legacy of over 30 iconic vehicles of James Bond in the new exhibition, Bond in Motion. This new Bond exhibition features the largest official collection of 007 vehicles in the United States, including the 1977 Lotus Esprit S1 submarine and No Time to Die Aston Martin DB5. Plan your visit today at peterson.org backslash bond. That's P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N dot org backslash bond. You're listening to a very special episode of On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, Rogue Agents, or Six the Best, or Six Rogue Agents, but there's five. You know what? Intro music. Welcome to a very exciting episode of, I guess it's technically Rogue Agents. This is how we put it on the calendar, but we are merging with the six of the best show tonight. We're going to be doing a little musical countdown, but before I get into the details, that let's check in and see who's here and what they have to say. And I will start by welcoming Agent Pat, aka DJ Cristados. Welcome to tonight's episode of Musical Merriment. Well, hello, Jared. I am so glad to be here, be in this mix-up. Would you call it like a remix? Absolutely, I would call it a remix. Cool. I, I like it. I like the blending of Six of the Best and the Rogue Agents. It's going to be fun. I'm looking for some beats to drop, some bits to happen, <laughs> and all that. I can promise all those things. And let's kick it over to Agent Jason, codename Weasel Skull. Welcome to the uh, mix em ups musical episode well thank you jared beats and bits dj cristado said it best i'm looking forward to it i have no idea what's going to be number one but my money's on thunderball by johnny cash (laughs) oh boy all right and with that let's go in and check with agent delvin the dark web silver hands pop pop hiss the hot thing other nicknames what's up delvin Uh, (laughs) homescapes Welcome cordless. To- Let's give him another one. Cordless. <laughs> Call cordless. Welcome back to the show, Agent Dark Web. It's a pleasure to be back. I don't know what to expect here. This should be fun. 27 songs, none of which, I, well, no, one of which I had heard before, I think. So doing the math on that, you're familiar with 42% of the songs tonight. Correct. Awesome. And let's meet our very special guest here at Rogue Agents, the man who for some reason agreed to handle the countdown portion of the show. We'll get there momentarily. Welcome back, Alan J. Porter, my co-host from Six of the Best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This is going to be fun, I think. And for once, I'm actually the guy in the know with all the uh, all the numbers and all the beats and the bits and the titles and the movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is going to be fun. As we said, none of us have really got any deep connection with these songs. We all came to them new as we've done things over the shows over the last 
God knows how many years we've been doing this, Jared. So <laughs> I don't want to think about. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun to hear what the rest of you guys think about the various bonus tracks that we picked. So do you want to talk a bit, Jared, about? We've all sort of dropped hints about what tonight's show is about, but do you actually want to really yeah. explain it? I will explain it as best I can. I'll explain it the same way I try to explain Six of the Best every episode. We don't have that long. <laughs> okay, so here's what we did, folks. Speaking of Six of the Best, Alan and I, over on our Six of the Best show, most of you probably know this, but if you're new, welcome. We have covered all the official James Bond soundtracks, all 25 Eon soundtracks, and the Never Say Never Again soundtrack, and the Casino Royale 67 soundtrack. And when we did that, Every episode would include a bonus track, some sort of track that was loosely tied to the soundtrack, but not necessarily on the soundtrack. It might have been a, a remake or a different version or just something interesting around that particular soundtrack. So every episode had a bonus track. And then we said, well, let's take all the bonus tracks, all 27 of them, and give them to the Rogue Agents, which is, of course, Pat, myself, Jason, and Delvin. And individually, Jason, Delvin, Pat, and myself ranked them from one to 27. We emailed our rankings to Alan. Alan has aggregated them, and so now he knows what the overall ranking of the bonus tracks are for the Rogue Agents. I'm frightened at how well I explained that on one take. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Was really that good. Was great. <laughs> I was impressed. I was kind of like a no-hitter in baseball. I was like... <laughs> I know, right? Don't look at him. He's doing good. I was going to just explain it. I brought up a calculator. I'm I'm thinking, you know, this is, we're like six of the best times four and a half. Yes. Like, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half times six equals 27. He is I correct. See, I, know, I know math. Okay. Yeah. That adds All up. Right. I was impressed by the 42% figure. Did you just pull that out, out of the air, Jared? Or... I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I guess you guys know what we're doing. 27 songs. We're all about to find out what rank order they come in. And of course, I'm going to play them for you as we go along. So you guys will get to enjoy it and kind of learn about these as we go. Alan, do you have anything to add about sort of the sixth of the best journey that got us here? Or you just want to get into starting to do a countdown? <laughs> I just want to say, you know, six of the best is sort of the latest iteration. We started the shows off with Raymond Benson covering the John Barry scores. I think we called it Bond Music 101 at that point. Um, yeah. So if you do listen to Six of the Best and wonder why the numbering doesn't work out, what we're actually doing is a combination of the Bond Music 101 and the Six of the Best shows. And we just make the numbers up as we go anyway. So mm -hmm. the net of it is we've got 27 songs to listen to, 27 songs that were ranked. I will say, just overall, looking at what you guys sent, there isn't actually too much disagreement apart from one or two songs, and we'll get into that. But, Interesting. Uh, All right, so should we kick it off with number 27? Bottom yeah. of the pack, holding Absolutely. up the rest. Yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm Bottom of the pack, holding up the rest is right. Eve Kincaid's version of Never Say Never Again. I knew it. Thank you. 
All right, Pat, you said you knew it. You were actually the only one who ranked it. Everybody put it fairly low, but Pat, you were the only one who ranked it bottom of the pile. So why do you think this one is the depths of but the bonus the plus, Well, boy, the minute I heard it, I'm like, this song is just not what the original song was. It could have been just the beat to it. It could be the singer. It just didn't ring with me. I, I just didn't feel it on this one. And when I was doing my ranking, I started from first and went from one to 27, listened to it, and then I would rank them as I would go. So I had a high and I had a, a bottom one. So once I listened to it, I'm like, is this better than this song? Is it better than the next song? And I would kind of rank them like that and move them up and down on my list. This one was number 15 on the list. So I already had 14 other songs that I listened to. And there was one that was hanging there at the bottom for quite a while. And then I'm like, oh, man, this one sucks. <laughs> oh, no. Can no. I just couldn't feel it on this one. Anybody want to rush to the defensive? Never say never. No. Well, Alan, <laughs> as you and I both know, just the way the song is constructed itself was difficult. We learned that when yeah. we did the show. Even though you came in last Eve Kincaid, I do want to say, I think she did her best to make something with it. And I, I don't think it sucks, Pat. I don't think it's terrible. I, that's, but I know I'm but it's, a, it's a rough song to just kind of yeah. make. Something, something about it. it. And hearing you guys say that there's some complications in it, it, it could, you could definitely hear it in that song. It came yeah. out in it. All right. So just sitting above Never Say Never at number 26 is Don Ziedemann's favorite bonus track. <laughs> Moonraker. By, was it Sillenluft? I probably completely mangled that. <laughs> I think it's Sillenluft. Sillenluft. Yeah. But whatever. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Thank you. 
If I remember rightly, Jared, you were the one who introduced us to this on the six of the best shows. So do you want to defend yourself? I can't defend myself because I myself ranked it pretty low. I remember that about my list. I don't remember where. Yeah, I you, you ranked it 25th. 25th. And In fact, you were, you were the one who ranked it the lowest out of you guys. <laughs> and I'm the one who brought it to six of the best. But my main point for bringing it to six of the best was to sort of expose the Bond Beaten Bass album. I just wanted people to know that it existed. And then we ended up covering it on the show anyway. It's real different, as we learn. You you have to like really have a broad a mind for different takes on Bond stuff. But yeah, that's why I brought it. And again, it's not the best track off the CD. I don't think we even picked it as one of our six on the show, Alan, when we covered that specific CD. But that's really why I brought it. So I, I knew it wasn't going to be a home, <laughs> home run hitter. But there you have it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we did pick it as one of the six of the best, though. If we did, somebody will prove us wrong. But yeah. All right, so I have a bone to pick with you guys on number 25. You all rank this relatively low, and I think you're all wrong. It's The Look of Love from Casino Royale, 1967, the Sergio Mendes version of one of my favorite songs, How Dare You Guys. So let's have a listen to Sergio Mendes's The Look of Love. back to you jared because you actually ranked this lower than the moonraker one on your list so okay i can explain myself 
I can explain myself. I would rank this one lower than the Moonraker one. And I, I, I do feel bad about it because this is a good song. I mean, when we played it in the sample that we did now, it's moving around to it. It's a good song. And I feel that way about all these songs. Honestly. I like them all. But I highly reward creativity and a different sound. And it just sounded too, it, it just made me want to go, eh, I just want to listen to the original. And, and, and that's why it ranks so low. It, it's not bad. It's a, it's a fine version. It's good. It just doesn't really set itself apart. I think if you look at my list individually, you're going to see that I, I reward original takes on songs pretty highly. It sounds so negative to say it's unoriginal because it's got that Sergio Mendes flavor to it. But yeah, I think you see what I'm saying. No. <laughs> All right. Better well, luck I'm next gonna, time. I, let, me, let, me, let me throw in a little bit. As I was listening to this set, I did the same thing. I just asked myself, do I like this better than the original? And if I liked it better than the original, it got put in a certain bracket. It's like, is this as good? Then it got put in another bracket. And is it eh, not quite as good? It got put in another bracket. And it's like, I can't even listen to this whole thing all the way through. Moonraker. That got to the bottom of the barrel. Oh, see the move. <laughs> Sorry. So like Jared is saying, when I listen to this one, I like the song. I like the original song. Do I like this one better? No. Is it a little bit worse in my opinion? Yes. And so that's why it ended up where it ended up. Okay. I still think you're all wrong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So again, you guys, I don't know, number 24. How could you put Debbie Harry down at number 24? I mean, come on. For your eyes only by Blondie. Because she was trying to be Sheena Easton and she ain't. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, let me just spin the track and give us all time to calm down. <laughs>
actually, Delvin and Pat rank the, the two ones who rank this the lowest. So come on, Delvin, defend yourself. How could you rank Debbie Harry so low? Yeah, well, so I'll talk about how I rank songs. I don't think it's fair necessarily to compare the, a song to its original. But what I do think is whatever take it is that you do on the song, it's got to add something to it. Like if you are a new writer on, let's say, Superman or something, you can't be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to give Superman a Jerry curl and he's not going to like Chinese people or something. It's like, wait, what? Well, he kind of still has a Jerry curl because of the S thing, but (laughs) he he is a man of all people. You can't just add that spin on it like that. So that's kind of what I thought about the Blondie song. It kind of had this disco beat and I'm not the hugest fan of Blondie. Like or for your eyes only. Let's just get it out there, Devin. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> I had a story on For Your Eyes Only, which I will not repeat. But the Sheena Easton song, For Your Eyes Only, is a lovely song. I just didn't think it was a Bond song. That was my holdup. But the song itself, fantastic. I've talked long enough. Pat, you want to say something? This was the first time I've heard that song. So you don't listen to our show. Thanks, Pat. Yes. Noted. Noted. <laughs> Well, I want to keep my mind fresh before I hear things. So I didn't want to be tainted. <laughs> he, he waited 27 plus the bonus episode. Exactly. That's the way I am. I want to keep my stuff separated. So this is a totally different song than For Your Eyes Only. The lyrics are different. It's a whole new take on it. And I just didn't feel like it was kind of the, the movie. I really liked the original version. And I think it makes sense because of what... The movie was kind of about, and you know, James Bond, and he's you know trying to get the girl, and and, and just it's for his eyes only, and yeah, uh, I don't let know. Me ju- let me jump in, Pat, because you know this isn't Debbie Harry like it's a tryout song. Yeah, it's a song that they recorded. If I'm not mistaken, Alan, this is one that they did. Yeah, it, it the was yeah. yeah, it was it was their demo for for, for the gig. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. I'll defend it a little bit in that. And like, I don't, I don't need it to be Sheena Easton because it's not even trying to be. It's like, well, it's like doing its own absolute thing. And, and, and that's fine. I just, how it came across with the beat and the lyrics yeah, just weren't, I, you know, it, it's yeah. definitely a Debbie Harry song. You can definitely tell that it's her doing it in that kind of a genre that she does. As a tryout song, I could see where it, you might be getting that pattern that it's sort of underproduced and maybe rough around the edges and stuff like that. And I could totally see what you're saying there. Now we've all examined Debbie Harry. That's wishful thinking. <laughs> um, number 23. Coming in at number 23 is You Only Live Twice by The Vultures.
Jason, I reckon you're not a fan of surf music then because you ranked this dead last. Yes, I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) I love the original You Only Live Twice, Nancy Sinatra. Just love the movie, love the music, love the whole soundtrack. And then when I heard this, and again, I explained my ranking system, so I won't go into it again, but. It just was so far away from what I knew and loved that I couldn't listen to it all the way through. So I had to rank this one. Uh, did I rank this one last? Was it dead last? Yeah, it was dead last. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brutal. So the, Brutal. Something that Moonraker was better than. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I am the exact opposite. I'm not crazy about the song, the original song, You Only Live Twice, but that instrumental when it came in, like, especially at dee, 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 I was like, ooh, I like that. That's cool. So yeah, you, you I, ranked it at number eight, Delvin, yeah. So. Yeah, it was the exact opposite. It caught my ear, and I liked it. I thought it was short to the point. Lovely. I had to look and listen to a little bit of it again, because I'm like, is this The Ventures? It reminds me of, you know, the old Ventures song. Close, the Vultures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I'm like, oh, I saw the V and I'm like, oh, it's the Ventures. And, you know, because it's that surf guitar music. And, you know, I'm a big guitar fan. And when somebody can just kind of play solo and just make you hear the music and feel it through a guitar, you know, that catches my ear and my, and my heart. This one was, it was, it was a battle because it was number six on the list when we were listening down. So this one was just kind of, it was hanging there for a while for me until other songs came along that just kind of outshined it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you dropped it to 19 on your list. Uh, what I, I want to chime in on it too and make this episode really long. Uh, <laughs> but what I liked about it was kind of imagining it kind of helps you put you only live twice in a time period. Because mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of forget where they fall in time, but like this is the time period where the Beach Boys and the Ventures and beach music was hot, you know. And so it's kind of neat that there was a, a take that kind of almost lost to time. I mean, if we had never done Six of the Best, I don't, I don't know if I would have ever found that song. Right. Um, I think you're right. I think it's very evocative of the time period. So, yeah. yeah. Talking about taking things of the time period and bringing them up to the modern day, now coming in at number 22 is the remix of. Doctor No by was it the Tappan Skins? Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Why have you disobeyed my strictest rule and come in daylight? I had to. Bond came to see me this morning. Yes, I know. I gave orders that he should be killed. Why is he still alive? Our attempts failed. Your attempts failed. I do not like failure. You are not going to fail me again, Professor. No. Your name, Quarrel? Maybe. I'm a friend of Commander Strangways. I thought you might tell me what happened to him. What happened to him? You see? There's a dragon. What? There's a dragon. There are no such things as dragons. I'm Spectre. 
Spectre. Spectre. Special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, extortion, revenge. Persistent trying to perpetrate Mr. Bob. Usually when a man gets in my way. Hold it. Hold it. Gently. Hold it. Hold it. Gently. All right. I'm not supposed to be here either. I take it you're not. Are you alone? What are you doing here? Looking for shells? No. I'm just looking. Go to the table. Go to the Curious to see what kind of a man you were. I thought there might even be a place for you with Spectre. Unfortunately, I misjudged you. You are just a stupid policeman. Everybody ranked this in the 20s, except for Jared. Let me check. What do you like about it, Jared? <laughs> Where did I rank? I ranked this at number six. Six, yeah. Okay, again, I greatly reward creativity. And I thought that this guy, Tappenskins, who's, you know, nobody knows Tappenskins. He's a dude I found on YouTube. I don't know. I think I heavily reward the fact that he put this effort into it. Like, he took this smooth beat. He mixed in the sounds from the movies, very interesting sounds, the way he did it. I don't know. I just found it very relaxing and engaging and I don't know, kind of cute the way he put it all together. I don't know if Tappan Skins would think that was a compliment, but I don't know. It just, it just was just a cool song to kind of chill and listen to. And just absolutely evocative of the movie it represents. When I listened to it, it was number one on our list. So first thing I heard was kind of what it was doing. Like Jarrett mentioned, it was taking samples and, you know, me with my editing here, and if you've listened to the Long Box Crusade, if you listen to Rookie Agents, you'd hear a lot of drop-ins, things like that going on. But what really caught my ear on that was just the choppiness of it, of the beats. It would go from one thing to boom, jump to a different beat. And it didn't really flow for me. I really liked what he was doing and dropping in the samplings of the audio, but the beat was just bouncing around for me. Anybody else want to suck that? 
No, I agree 100%. I think Pat and I were simpatico on that one. Jason, Ooh, big words. So, okay. All right. So getting into the top 20, just breaking into the top 20 is License to Kill. By, oh, sorry. Number 21. I can't count. Uh, number 21 is uh, License to Kill by Penny Chillen. I'm just pointing out it's not Gladys Knight. So, 
No, it's definitely not my car. It's not. Move so. along. Jason mentioned, I don't know, it was, wasn't Gladys Knight. And yeah, it wasn't. And I'm not going to punish her for Gladys Knight. I mean, even though Gladys Knight is a next to impossible cover, I just didn't think it added anything to the original song. It wasn't bad. Nothing against the artist. I just didn't, didn't think it was great or didn't like inspire me really in any way. I just thought it was a pleasant cover. That was about it. Yeah. I, I would say it, it wasn't classy. It was more trying to be edgy, you know, bringing it up a little notch to a more younger crowd, I guess. Uh, Your Honor, let me defend it for just a second here. (laughs) I actually kind of like the edgy sound brought to it because it's an edgy Bond movie. So I felt the tone kind of worked. Now, I'm not saying we should replace Gladys. Let's not get carried away. (laughs) But I think Penny Chillin put her heart and soul into it. And I I like, I think I ranked it. I don't think I, I know I ranked it number eleven, so I got a pretty decent show for me. Yeah, I you, think you I, scored it the highest, Jared. I think her voice is very good. I just think the musical, her voice and that music just don't mesh. Hmm. Interesting observation. Okay, third time lucky. We're going to break into the top twenty with "Die Another Day" from the Pixels. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Jason's ripping away there with the air guitar. So come on, Jason. You, in fact, scored this the highest. So I did kind of like the guitar. There's the rocker and the roller <laughs> in me that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't think I scored it terribly high. I'm looking at my notes. I think I kind of had it uh, middle, kind of maybe not Yeah, 12. Quite. 12. Okay, so I'm almost exactly middle of the pack. Like the guitar, like the energy. At the end of the day, okay, I'm going to take a lot of flack for this, but I like the Madonna song. I prefer the original Madonna song, but this one was good, and I did like the flavor of the guitar. I think from Pat's gesticulations there, there's another Madonna fan in the house, yes? Oh, of, of course, yeah. <laughs> I think I ranked that one really high when we went through the all the theme songs. But what I want to say about this one, just like the last one we listened to, I think this one, because it was more rocky, could have used a man's voice, that rock hard voice. If you're going to go totally different and take it to a, a different level, get a man's rocking there. Because now all you're doing is rocking it up, but with a Madonna voice. You know, I think when we talked about this one on the show, I said it almost had a Blondie sound to it. Speaking of, uh, You're right. It does. Harry, and, and I liked it. Okay. So from the end of the Piz Brosnan era, we're going up to the beginning of the Brosnan era with number 19 and Goldeneye by Manos. <laughs> Let him out Golden eye 
Okay, Delvin, this was your basement pick. This was your number 27. What pushed it to the bottom? I feel Tina Turner influence coming up. You're darn right you feel a Tina Turner influence because, like, the singer of the song was feeling a Tina Turner influence and and didn't make it. Did not. Now, see, I think they went far enough away from the Tina Turner version. Yeah, they did. To get credit for it. Because I, I liked when the when the guitar was rocking it out. Like to me, it was a different enough sound that they weren't trying to be Tina. They were doing their own thing. I didn't rate it super high either, but <laughs> I, I, I think I, I have it at twenty of twenty seven. But I, I, I like the fact that they really went to a whole new area. I like that. See, I thought that they didn't sound like Tina Turner, but they were really trying to sound like it, and it just mentally the dial went from like seven to zero, like. <laughs> I think what so, was so great. Pat, you ranked it at number eight, so you ranked yeah, it the highest I, of anybody. Yeah, like Jared, I'm with Jared. I like that they really went for this one and got a little more, you know, hard rocky that power to it. And the singer, her voice was close to Tina Turner, but Tina Turner could do some rocky stuff. You know, if you put Tina Turner doing some more rockier voice, her voice could do that. It's not as soft as like an effervescence voice, but it's, she's got that rock tone to her. And I thought just that slamming guitars on this one was, I was like, yeah, I was digging this one. She sounded close to Tina Turner. What? Sir. Sir. <laughs> I'm going on mute. <laughs> I think we better move on. Don't you? <laughs> okay. So number 18, we're getting classic with the James Bond theme by the four Esquires, which I think we covered on the, from Russia with love. So we do not have a cover of From Russia With Love on this bonus track because we covered the James Bond theme cover when we did that show. So let's listen to the four Esquires take on the James Bond theme. Seven has a license to kill With a gun or a knife He has the greatest of skill If he's out to get you You can bet that he will James Bond is his name From Kingston to May And to the streets of Bombay Wherever there's trouble He is not far away Double seven means the crime doesn't pay James Bond is his name The 
his favorite gun is a Beretta. This boy is loaded with gun. It's hard to say whether he's better. With a gun in his head or a girl in his arms. If you're looking for trouble, well, you better think twice. Seven's gonna put you on ice Others have tried it But they all pay the price James Bond is his So, Jared, I remember you loved this when we did the show, yet you've got it down at number 17, not quite the lowest. Uh, Delvin had it at 24, and then Jason 16 and Pat 11. So none of you were that keen on it, but I remember on the show, Jared, originally, you loved it. Oh, and I still do. Like, like I said, I like all these songs. I just find it, like, it's very, like, kitschy. It's very of its time, you know? It was like, it was clearly they were trying to cash in on it, but they were still having fun with it. I love the lyrics to it you know it's it's just a fun song again i i like all the songs in here i almost feel bad it's at 17 but it's just it's sort of light it doesn't have a lot of weight to it but it's just it's just fun so that's that's my only defense your honor <laughs> i wish the yeah the lyrics were better well known i think yeah we're better known i think i, I just love like you i just love the the, the really uh, contrived attempt to put lyrics to the john barry theme is uh is awesome so. I remember when we did on the show and how the song ends. Like it's like six or seven times of them going, "James Bond is his name." And Raymond Bits was like, uh, at the end of it, he's like, "I'm sorry, what was his name again?" Because <laughs> I kept saying, it. <laughs> uh, "Good fun song." We'll pass on to number seventeen, which was the man with the golden gun from Classicon.
Delvin, yeah, you rank this highest. You put this at number seven. Is it, I guess it spoke to you. Yeah, it was along the same lines of You Only Live Twice. I liked the cool instrumental. I thought it added something to the original theme. I probably should have ranked the original song a little bit higher uh, because um, artists, is it is it Lulu? Lulu, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did remember it. She had a really good voice and it was kind of an upbeat, up-tempo, jazzy type song. And you could tell that she had fun with it and it was cool. And, and this kind of captured that. And it just kind of just brought me back to the feel of the original song. And I thought it added something to it. So that's why I ranked it higher. Anybody disagree with it? No, I, when I listened to it, I thought about one day, I'm going to convince you guys all to go in with me and we're going to create a James Bond resort and there's going to be a bar and grill and that'll be piping through the system as we're sitting back there <laughs> drinking our martinis. Sounds good. With some seal and loofed. So on to number 16 and you guys have ranked my favorite bonus track down at number 16, which is Take Five's version of A View to a Kill. We're in divided camps on this because Jared and Pat put it in their top 10. Jason and Delvin put it down in the 20s. So, guys, what did you do to my favorite bonus track? Rosie stay 
So come on, Jason, Delvin, defend yourselves. I don't know that we need to say too much after hearing the, the rendition of it. Uh, I think the music speaks for itself. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's really cool. <laughs> that song will not be piping through the airways at our garden. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be in our lounge. Oh, it'll man. be. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that song, that song, is it was fun. If you're going different, it went kind of different with it. Yeah, it different. And they had fun with it. I could just see, you know, just sitting lounging around in the leisure shoot, just kind of, hey. See, and that's where you lost me there. It was dangerously close to crooning, which I am not <laughs> the biggest fan of. So as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to down it too much. I know that crooning is some people's thing. It is not mine. It just isn't. Same. All right, let's move on to that to something that's completely different in vocal style. At number 15, we have our favorite, Gregorian Chant Choir and Live and Let Die.
Jason's laughing. <laughs> Clearly enjoys this one because it was in his top five. So uh, why do you like this one so much, Jason? I did. I liked it. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't explain it. And when I first heard it, I was like, ooh, this is weird. But somehow it seemed appropriate for the theme of the movie. It had that, I don't know, creepy vibe that that movie kind of evokes. And then as I listened to it, I was like, okay, are they going to hit the live and let die part? Live and let die. Oh, and they nailed it. They And it's boom, and then it goes in the instrumental. I was all in. So, yeah, there it is. I will say when I found that, I was looking for the bonus tracks for that episode of the show. I was like, I can't believe what I just found. I was... <laughs> I could tell Alan was excited to share it with me. <laughs> like, look what I found. He texted me. I found a Gregorian chant, Live and Let Die. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, when I saw it, it said Gregorian chant, Live and Let And I actually, and I was like, oh, yeah, they played that on their Six of the Best. And I remember thinking, well, that was kind of interesting. And so when I listened to it this time, I said, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And then they hit that. When the choir goes out, live it, let die. I was like, boom, yeah, nailed it. This song reminds me of listening to, back in the day, Enigma, Sadness, Domwa. Yep, I got an Enigma vibe, too. Yeah, and that was cool, and I love that song. It was, It's a good song. And just to hear them chanting like that, I'm like, oh, man, it's fun. Good take on it. All right, number 14. Some guy with a bit of a Bond connection, David Arnold, and his version of Diamonds Are Forever from the Shaken and Stirred album. Yeah, when I made the list, I forgot to credit the, the name of the singer. I want to say his name was David something as well. David McCallment. David McCallment. That's right. And he has that real unique voice. Like, you might think it's a lady, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. Me. For when love 
the diamonds in the Men are mere mortals who are not worth going to your grave for. I don't need love. For what good would love do? So that was another one that Jason scored highly, but Jared didn't like. Jared put it down in the 22, and Jason was number what, five on your list. So, all right, I'll go first. <laughs> I was say, no, brother, no brotherly love over this one. You tear it down. I'll try to build it up. No, I'm not going to tear it down. And I, I, can't, I say this every time I make a comment. I like all these songs a lot. I, I think David McElmont, I think is his yeah. name. I think he's a very interesting lyricist. He's bold and it sounds good, but it just sounded. A lot like the original to me. So I was like, hey, you know, I think it's wonderful. Really well produced. Surprise, surprise. David Arnold, right? And, and the guy's got a, a tremendous voice, but it just wasn't much of a departure from the original for me. And that's the only reason that it was down in the 20s, but I still think it's great. And I'll just say, okay, let's right off the bat, nobody's going to replace Dame Shirley Bassey. Okay. But I did like the modern sounding backup orchestra that David Arnold brought because it was different. I liked David McCallment. You know, we talked a little bit before about Sam Smith writings on the wall and how the vocals just, they don't sound natural to me. They sound like a man that's intentionally trying to make his voice sound high, where this man had a feminine voice that sounded natural, which I found very interesting. So again, my scoring system, like I said, a four means I liked it better than the original. I put it in the three-star category where I said, I like this about as much as I liked the original. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I landed on this one. Cool. Which brings us to number 13 by Mr. Bond and The Living Daylights.
the morning and the headlights fade. 
Okay. Between Delvin and Jason here. So Delvin ranked this really high and Jason ranked it really low. So come on, guys. Defend your corner. I guess I like acoustic guitar as much as Jason and Pat like rock guitar. <laughs> and by the way, I like rock guitar a decent amount. But stripping it down like that, it worked. I just, I mean, just listening to it like the way it was, it, as soon as, you know, the opening strum started, it captured my attention and it kept it throughout. It was a very good, strong voice. And I thought it was just super pleasant. And that made me rank it very highly. It just took a song that I liked by AHA and it just made it just its own, but kept the intent of the original song, I thought. I thought it did a really good job. Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a snooze fest for me, man. I like acoustic guitar too, but this one reminded me of that guy that's at all the parties that breaks out the little guitars. <laughs> Trying to impress the girls. Impress the girls, yeah. Nah, not for me. That's me. Yeah, I know. That's me. I mean, Delvin said it right. I like rock. I'm a big 80s guy. So I love hair band. I love rock and roll. I love 50s, 60s rock and roll. But what I really like is when somebody strips down a song and just goes to the guitar and a vocal, an instrumental acoustic set, man, you have me. If you listen and look at my playlist, the majority of the music is stripped down 80 songs done with acoustic guitar and the original singers. And just, I love that. That's what I really like and enjoy. So I would have ranked this one higher. In fact, it was on my list as we were ranking these down, but there's so many other good ones that just kept pushing this one down and down, but I really enjoy like Dom's stripping this down. Well, go, moving on from the basics to really over the top production. How about a Russian red army choir singing skyfall coming in at number 12. <laughs>
your score is pretty much the same, 10s and 11s, apart from Pat. Pat, put it lower. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why I told you. I'll put this lower. Freaking commies, up. right, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine! <laughs> it's kind of the same. They didn't change a lot, but what vibe I got from this is like, if you've ever seen Pitch Perfect 2, <laughs> when they have that Russian group that comes in, acoustic group, and they have this Russian guy, and they're, they're Russian singers, and they're just, this guy's got the voice like you hear, when the sky falls, it did. I'm like, it just don't make sense. And I, I just went back to Pitch Perfect Your watching Honor. them try to do this. <laughs> Your Honor, if I may, let me tell you what I think helps with this song. Maybe it would help you, Pat. Maybe not. Maybe it sounds not for you. But watching the video really helps because he's got the Russian choir there and their lead vocal guy, he's the smallest guy in the group. But man, to see that tiny little dude just belt out at the intensity of Adele is dang impressive. So, I mean, I had to give it points for just how impressive old little Russian dude. I think that's his name, LRD, little Russian. <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah. See, I didn't see that. I just, it's what I heard. So. Fair, fair enough. You clearly don't have the deep dive that Alan and I did into it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you don't remember, I haven't listened to any of the shows of the six. I forgot. I've been saving myself, guys. I've been saving myself. Now I'm going to binge it. <laughs> So as we visited Russia, why don't we do the rest of the world? Because the world is not enough at number 11 with Scott Bradley. Live 
So you're not into the laid-back flange music either, Jason, judging by your ranking of this one. You rank this one really low. I think you pegged me, Alan. Yeah, it's just the laid-back lounge music was not for me on this one. So you like the sleepiness of the underwater scene of Thunderball, but you don't like the sleep. That's an action-packed scene. <laughs> Somebody needs to add something positive about this. That's you, Delvin. I, I, I have a unique take on it. I actually wouldn't have minded ranking it higher than what I did, but I dropped it. When I talked about the original song by Garbage and Shirley Manson singing it, I don't know if Shirley Manson was the most gifted singer, but she gave her all on that song. And that plus the symphony behind her, it just was like a perfect pairing. This person singing was a better singer and somehow it degraded the song. Not in like a significant way, but I was almost like, no, no, I want to hear Shirley's. I think Shirley's is a little bit better. I still like the stripped down approach. I thought she did a, an excellent job on the song, but it did make me think about the original song and how it was just a little bit more up-tempo and Shirley was giving it her best on that song. And, and that did it for me just a little bit more than this rendition. Fair enough. So we are at number 10. And actually, our number 10 song has already had a mention today. At number 10 is... The Writings on the Wall by Bernice Nicky. But all 
Judging by Jason's subdued reaction there on video, actually, this was your number one pick, Jason. It was my number one pick, shockingly. Wow. Yep. If you recall, I said that if I liked it better than the original, it got put in a certain category. This one got put into that category. It wasn't until I actually listened to this song that I realized, lyrically, Writings on the Wall is a good song. Mm -hmm. Sam Smith just jacks it up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pull your punches. (laughs) Yeah, tell us what you really think. First, the guitars, and you know, I like the guitars normally, but I the one thing I do like about the Sam Smith original is the orchestra backup. So when I first listened to it, I was like, ah, oh, I kind of missed the orchestra backup. But the voice, the singer's voice and the guitars just really paired well. And so that's how it all kind of came together. I actually got to listen to the music. I appreciated the music more when I was done listening to it. And I liked the unique take. So that's why it ended up my number one song. And Pat, I guess you have an opposite opinion because it was like next to bottom for you. It was next to bottom for me, yeah, because of the voices. I love the rockiness. It just didn't match that intensity of the voices. It was like if I went to listen, watch a Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of this and they didn't have the right singer and they just had somebody from the crowd come up and sing this. It's like, wait a minute. You guys are rocking and killing it, but your voices are just... I know you guys are choking me right now. I could I could feel it. I could feel the stairs on me. We're trying to do a chain choke through. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just wasn't doing it. Ah. Again, it's when you have the right pairing of music and vocals. I mean, you know, that's peanut butter and jelly. That's chocolate and peanut butter. That's just oh man, it's this just wasn't it. That the vocals were throwing me off on it. I kind of want some peanut butter now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Can you just have to divert us from trying to kill him? He got us hungry. <laughs> exactly. Hungry like the wolf. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number nine, before we have any major crimes committed on the show. Number nine is the Goldfinger remix from Propeller Heads.
So we got some divided opinion on this one. Pat, you ranked it as your number two. Jared ranked it number seven. But Jason and Delvin both had it around 19 and 20. So wait, 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 wait. I got to hear from Delvin on this one. Okay. It's Shirley Mary Francis <laughs> Bassick. Yeah. Clearly, it's nothing against Shirley. It was almost like, did they forget to end the song? 
Yeah, they did the propeller heads thing where they just like it takes forever to get there, forever to leave. <laughs> and, and that was the thing with Goldfinger, where she very famously had to remove her bra and get that last belting note out. And then the song ends with the like the brass and just boom, and it finishes, and you're just like, <gasps> and your breath is taken away. This one is like. You know, that moment happened and then like another 18 minutes of the song kept going. <laughs> That's why I was like, uh, <laughs> I got a plane to catch. Is this song going to wrap up anytime soon? That, that, was, that was the drag down for me. It, did, it just, it needed to end and it didn't. It's the remix of it. So this is a song that if you're in a club somewhere, you're going to play it because that beat's going to carry on. And then that's when you're going to weave in another song and do that. That's why it carries on like that. Either in the beginning, they give you a little bit deeper intro. And then at the end, they have the instrumental as well, too, to give the DJ time to blend songs together. I hear you, but up your butt with a coconut. (laughs) He's prepared to do it. (laughs) Coconuts? I know somebody who sells coconuts. I got a coconut boat. It's got a junk. (laughs) <laughs> junk on there too but if it makes anybody feel any better by the way the propeller heads and shirley bassey have a real good working relationship they didn't just like sample her like they've collaborated and she's done like new things with them as well so just a little tidbit for you guys that's cool nice yeah I, I agreed with everything delvin said and to me i think and this is just me personally goldfinger's like one of those perfect songs that when I hear the dance mix drop on it, it's like playing over the the actual brass music. And it's just like, again, my personal thing is just like, you can't modify perfection. Nothing against the propeller heads. I dig what they were trying to do. But for me, it's just, I personally love that song and just one that left alone. I want to interject that it has nothing to do with this song, but I'm really happy that my top four songs still haven't played yet. And I'm really upset that the Johnny Cash song is still out there right now. It's, it's funny you should mention that. Because coming in at number eight is Thunderbolt by Johnny Cash. There's a rumble in the sky and all the world can hear it call. They shudder at the fury of the mighty Thunderball. Thunderball. The power of her engines now is drowned in the sea. But the deadly force from within her is somewhere running free. Running free. Thunderball, your fiery breath can burn the cold. Man, and who is going to suffer from the power in your hand? Somewhere there is a man who could stop the thing in time. He's known by very few, but he's feared by all in crime. All in crime. By courage and by fighting he has not been known to fall But neither has the fury of the mighty Thunderball Thunderball. 
about your fiery breath can burn the coldest man And who is going to suffer from the power in your hand? Money hungry minds need a threat to launch a scheme But those who hold the thunderball could rule the world it seems Cannot the peaceful world find a clue to where she's gone The silent sea won't answer now, but terror lingers on. Lingers on. Thunderball, your fiery breath can burn the coldest man. And who is going to suffer from the power in your hand? Okay, so everybody else put this as a top 10. Delvin, this was your number one. Yes, Delvin! Eat Delvin! was your... I love it! It was great! It was freaking great! It was Johnny freaking Cash. Are you kidding me? As soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, this is badass this is a great song i don't care who hates it i loved it it was fantastic loved it loved it yeah we're with you delvin i love it too okay jared defend yourself okay let me just say <laughs> i think it's a good song i think it's a great song I think it's a wonderful song is it james bondy in any effing way no western blow out your ass jared <laughs> Johnny Cash rules. He does, but not one ounce of that song had James Bond written on it to me at all. They should have been playing this during the underwater scene. Yeah. Okay, would have made more sense. Underwater cowboy battle it would have been awesome. It's the only place you will ever hear me say "Sea Little Luft is better than Johnny Cash." <laughs> uh, again, I think it's a cool song. I mean, I like it. I've said it a thousand times, like all these songs. I like it a lot, but it just has not one ounce of James Bond to it to me at all. I actually agree with your take. I do. It is smart. <laughs> it is thought out. Now throw it out the airlock because it's Johnny Cash. <laughs> and I can't argue. I can't argue with that. I can't argue. Singing Thunderball. Johnny Cash singing Thunderball. Okay, moving on. Number seven from Quantum of Solace. I think this is from the video game where nobody loves you by Curly. Is that right, Jared? It's from the it's the theme from the video game. Yeah. So that's coming at number seven.
So, Pat, I think you were the dissenter on this one. It's in the top 10 overall, but you had it down at 25. So. 25 on my list, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've made Jared leave. <laughs> this song just sounds like it's trying too hard to be a James Bond song for me. You have the in the beginning. It, it's, uh, it's just something about it. And, and again, the vocals in it just brought it down like she's trying too hard. Breathe, Jared. Breathe. Trying too I like, hard. I like the beat. No such I like thing. The beat. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what am I going to do? <laughs> when no one can hurt you. Nobody loves you. Loves you. Yes. Oh, oh. Who can't relate to that lyric? Come on, it's listen so to the lyrics. It was great. The lyrics were great. I love the James Bond riff in there. I mean, right up front, it's like, here you go. Boom, 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 boom. Serving it up on a platter. And then she delivers. It may grow on me more. I've only listened to all these songs once. I never went back and re-listened to them again. That's fair. So now I have a big 27 songs that I want to listen to over and over again while I'm drinking Thunderball. (laughs) Number 25, Pat. Come on now. Come on. I'll tell you right now, in my research for this with Six of the Best, I learned that there's a big split in the Bond community because Alan's right. That's the song for the video game, Quantum of Solace. And there's a big split in the Bond community that says, we like that one better than the Jack White in a Legion game song. You can put me in that camp right now. I like this yeah. one. Better than that I'll give you that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'll totally give you that. This song's better than that song. I agree. I think so. What? We're all in that camp. What about you, Alan? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on that too. Yeah. So. Interesting. All five of us like this one better than, and I still kind of like the Jack White and Alicia Keys. I don't hate it, but this one, I hate it, yeah. This but there were so many for know. me. There's so many other better songs on this list. It's hard, and like you said, Jerry, it's not that I don't like it. It's just compared to all the rest, it just kept moving down in the ladder, moving down. Okay, so we are approaching the top five. Just outside the top five at number six is. All Time High from Octopussy by Kyle Brook. All I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour or two. Had no intention to do. I 
Actually, Pat, you scored this one the highest of anybody. And, and there, just listening yeah. to it and seeing everybody's reaction, that is how you play music and vocals together to make it sound good. I don't like doing this immediately after the last song, but I have to agree with that. <laughs> 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 I just want to give it props because and when I remember when we did our aggregate of the Bond songs, All Time High didn't do that great. It's ranked much higher on this list <laughs> than it was when we did our regular Bond songs. A lot of it has to do with Kyle Brook. He's the guitar player. I, oh, I really? can't I remember the the lady who does the lyrics over it. It's on YouTube. Kyle Brook is into guitar. And I think he, that's really what's, I mean, her voice is great, but like his guitar work over it is phenomenal to me. I came up with this term that I call uh, wallpaper music. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the original all time high was kind of that wallpaper music to me. When I heard this one, I was like, I do like this one better. That's another one that I had to say. This one is a little bit better to me than what we got in the film. I agree. The guitar woke the song up. I thought the original All Time High was just a little bit sleepy. Never really rose and and motivated me in any way, but the guitar absolutely put something to it. Well, just let me give another plug for Kyle Brook. K-Y-L-E Brook is B-O-O-R-K-E. And he has his own YouTube channel and he rocks a lot of, brings a lot of guitar flavor to songs like that. So we are no way paid promotion for Kyle, but I just thought his work was so good. We should give him a shout out. Yeah. You can definitely hear it in this, just the <laughs> picking that he's doing and just, oh man. So number five, this one surprised me. It was so high in the ranking because it's so new. It is actually the cover of theme for no time to die by Ellen Williams, which we only played on the six of the best, like last week. But it came in at number five. So I guess everybody likes a bit of Welsh opera. Sure. 
Probably a good job this isn't video, listeners, because you don't want to be seeing the faces that these guys are pulling as they try and sing opera. <laughs> I, I assure you, even though I was on mute, it was quite the performance going on here. <laughs> I want to say something. For whatever reason, uh, when uh, these songs Jared shared with us on a Google Drive, and this song, there's something wrong with the file for whatever reason. And I was having difficulty, and I was like, well, I got to rank these things, so I guess I'm going to have to rank this song last because I, I didn't hear it. But he got it to work, and he sent it to me, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is lovely. This is really just, good. I didn't mind Billie Eilish's, but it's very similar to, you know, I know we mentioned him already, but Johnny Cash took Trent Reznor's song, Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt, and when he covered it, Trent Reznor's like, dude, that song's yours. You <laughs> you sung my song better than I did. And if Billie Eilish ever heard this song, she would tell Ellen Williams, yeah, that song, George, you killed it. Also, little known fact, that's my cousin. Mm, I, I <laughs> saw her at the video, you guys. Saw the resemblance. Yeah, um, you can see the family resemblance. There's yeah. A... <laughs> yeah, never mind. I, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> She's a damn good looking woman. She is really pretty, isn't she? You yeah. saw the video? Yeah, she's very pretty. And I'm going to look it up. I'm going to be grump, video, huh? grumpy old man, Jared, here. And Delvin knows exactly where I'm going with this. And Jason's going to nod his head when I say this. Mark my words. I'll start. This is better than the version we got on the <laughs> on the CD in the movie because it is sung to us. Not teenage mumble whispered to me, but sung to me. And it's freaking gorgeous. And I'm looking at my rankings and I'm mad at how low I ranked it, by the way. It should have been a top 10 for me. It was not a top 10 for me either. So you're, now you're not really alone. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys had ranked it properly, it would have been much higher. So This is my second time hearing actually the song. The only time I heard the normal song was at the theater when I heard it. So I second time hearing No Time to Die. Tell the truth, Dad. I didn't listen to any of these. <laughs> <laughs> Randomizer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the BS sounded convincing, Jason, when you were explaining your systems. So. All right, so let's keep with the No Time to Die theme, sort of. For number four, fittingly, we have All the Time in the World for the next song by Fun Loving Criminals. I love me some Fun Loving Criminals. Every step 
So Jason, you're the stick in the mud with this one. You're the only one who ranked it outside the top 10. Would I rank it? 14? Yeah, that sounds about right. Nothing wrong with this song. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Just, I miss Louis Armstrong. I miss the trumpets. Sorry. Just not as good as the original. That's all I got to say about that. Still good, though. Good cover. Stick in the mud. They nailed it. Yes. They nailed it. When I was listening to the songs originally, I had no idea who sang what. And so when I went through, I was like, the fun-loving criminals? They nailed it. Scooby it was snacks? fantastic. Yeah, I know. Scooby Snacks. Man, I was so impressed. That just, I don't, I don't even have anything else to add. I loved it. I freaking loved it. Let me tell you this much. When we played it on the show, which was one of the Raymond Benson shows, I remember all three of us, and I think all three of us, and correct me if I'm misspeaking for you, saying... The Louis Armstrong is an all-timer. Like, don't even bother to try and remake it. But I, I want to say you, me, and Raven were all like, that was good. They they <laughs> contemporized it. Yeah. Is they what did. they did. It was good. No arguments there. They tread into a dangerous minefield <laughs> trying to remake <laughs> that song. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I think they got out okay. I didn't think they tried to go overboard with it. They brought it a little more simpler with it. You know, the very instrumentally version, they didn't go more orchestra and all that with it. And just his vocals on this were awesome. 
And let's you not be on Jason I, too much. He's got it in his top half. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. giving. Oh, I'm no, not giving man. Jason any crap. You know what I said about Shirley Manson and her song? This is kind of in reverse. You're never gonna match Louis Armstrong's gravelly, awesome, vulnerable voice. Impossible. You can't do it. But they did the absolute best that they could with the arrangement and with the guy's vocals, and that part of it, it really impressed me. Well, I guess if you can't beat Louis Armstrong, nobody could do it better, which is a nice segue into our number three. Nobody does it better from Radiohead from The Spy Who Loved Me.
reminds me of Live and Let Die when they just get going and then he starts rocking out on it. They start rocking out at the end of Living. Pat couldn't wait till the song was over to do it. It's great. It's great, isn't it, Pat? I, I love it. It's a great song. The minute I heard it, like Radiohead, I'm like, okay. I thought I heard it because I may have listened to a couple episodes of Six of the Best. And this was one of them. And I heard Radiohead. I'm like, oh, Radiohead. Because I, I love me some Radiohead. So when you guys played it, I'm like, wow, they really covered this very well. Again, they kind of keep it kind of mellow. And then his voice fits where it needs to be. And then just right at the end, it just, it's that ramp, the ramp, the ramp, ramp, and it pays off at the end. I think Delvin might have a slightly contrary opinion. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's just I, I, say I anchored the song down for the group. It was, it was me. Probably would have been higher if I would have ranked it higher. Which it, What'd I, you put it at? I don't remember. What did I put it at, Alan? 16. Uh-huh. What did I put it at, Alan? Number uno. <laughs> what did I put it at, Alan? Three. I'm Pat at four. Yeah. It's a four. <laughs> to me, Radiohead is that band that, like, if somebody asked me to describe their sound, I say just, you know, get one of those old push button phones and just start randomly hitting numbers. That's what they sound like to me. They beep, boop, 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 you know, but, but this song really, when I heard it, it put me off right out of the gate because you need the piano keys. Ding you know and so when i heard the guitar i was like i don't know then i heard the voice i was like i don't know then you got to that end with that rocking piece and i was like okay let me listen to it again and this one i listened to a second time and i was like okay i get it and that bumped me up to that number but yeah it was a little jarring when i first listened to it but two listens two through and i was hooked i apologize everybody i'm a creep I'm a weirdo. <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. Uh, You're so fake you to, plastic. I need you to run away. She's run out the door. <laughs> Let's go. Well, as the guy who ranked number one, I'm going to weigh in. I think this, I really reserve any kind of cursing on this show or on Six of the Best. When I first heard it, I was like, holy shit. They owned the crap out of that song. One of the ways I didn't mention this earlier that I rank these on my list is how often have I gone back to re-listen to them because I like them so much. I probably listen to this eh, hourly, maybe every 90 minutes. Yeah, I like this song. This would be a repeat for me, definitely. I don't even remember how we discovered it, Alan. I don't remember if you brought it or I brought it or how we even found it, but I'm so glad we did. No, I can't remember either. Perhaps we should go back and listen to the show that... We'll let Pat report back to us. Oh, yeah, Pat can tell us what was in the show. So you guys don't even listen to your own show. What's going on? (laughs) All right, so we're down to our top two. Coming in at number two is Outpost by Tommy Tarelko.
I will say I was amazed this didn't come in at number one because the frequency with which a certain person talks about this track. Is it me? <laughs> really? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> but you didn't actually score it the highest. Pat did. Pat Holy crap, someone scored the highest. <laughs> <laughs> Pat actually put this as his number one. You've redeemed just, yourself in my eyes, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> the, the opening is just amazing. Just him picking at those chords. It just ding, 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 and ah, oh, it just pulls at me and, and pulls me in. If I was a wrestler, I would want to come out to that music. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I can can you see me just smoke coming between us? Smoke coming out. And, the lights whipping around. And I just kind of swagger out there like Who wants a piece of me? Is this is this your comments on the song? Oh, I, I am so shocked at it, guys. I thought I was going to be the only guy with it in my top 10. I really, Because I'm just like that Tommy Tallarico homer, and I think the video game soundtrack to Tomorrow Never Dies is, is phenomenal. I got to know what everybody else ranked it, Alan. What are we I was going to say, there's only one other person who put it outside. There's one person who put it outside their top 10. Delvin. <laughs> huh, don't give me no theme songs. It, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, even listen to it, like, that's good. So I, I have nothing bad to say about it at all. Nothing at all. It definitely had that 90s sound. You had the instrumentals. You kind of had the, you hear that wind blowing in the background. It made you feel like, okay, I'm standing on some sort of frozen tundra out there with James Bond about ready to light some S up. Funny you should mention that, Jason, because that is the track you play. They play at the beginning of the outpost stage and you are on a frozen tundra. (laughs) You can feel it. You can sense it. It's just like me against the world. Let's go. Pat's wrestling career starts here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so are we ready for the number one? I am so ready for it, and I'm so glad that it hit number Who's one. Who's number two work for? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even my number one, but I know what it is through process of elimination. It's so good. And interestingly, it's nobody ranked it as their personal number one, but it's the only the only song out of the 27 where all four of you put it in their top ten. So that's Moved it up to number one. You were all fairly consistent with it. It was placed a third, a second, seventh, and a second. So our number one, well, you know the name, by a band with no name. So how do we know it? From Casino Royale, 2006, You Know My Name is our number one bonus track. If you take a life, do you know what you'll give? Odds are you won't like what it is. When the storm arrives, would you be seen with me? By the merciless eyes of deceit. I've seen angels fall from blinding heights But you yourself are nothing so divine Just next in line Arm yourself because no one else will save you 
the odds will betray you and I will replace you you can't deny the prize it may never fulfill you it longs to kill you are you willing to die the coldest blood runs through my veins you know my name If you come inside, things will not be the same When you return to the night And if you think you won, you never saw me change The game that we are been playing I've seen But if you must pretend You may meet your end Arm yourself because no one else here will save you The odds will betray you And I will replace you You can't deny the pride The coldest blood runs through my veins Try to hide your hands Forget how to feel Life is gone With just a spin of the wheel Arm yourself because no one else will save you The odds will betray Runs through my veins You know my name You know my name So there we have it guys Number one on our countdown list What do you think? Do you think it deserved to be number one? I don't mind it being number one I mean it's no Johnny Cash but It's no Johnny, it's no Johnny Cash But I mean, the guy covered Chris Cornell. And if I'm going to use Chris Cornell, like Chris Cornell at one time, he covered Michael Jackson, which I would say is dang near impossible. And he took an all-time classic song in Billie Jean and he stripped it down and made it his own song. And at the end of it, you were like, holy crap, that was amazing. That's what this guy did. He took a very dang good James Bond song done by a, an impossibly good vocalist 
stripped it down and the song was just beautifully done to where like would I want like the original you know my name to still be in the movie yeah because it was the introduction to Daniel Craig and it was all big and bold and out there but this song I wouldn't have been mad at it I'll tell you that much it fantastic well done yeah if it played over the end credits of that movie yeah ooh, I think that would have been yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah especially with the ending oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. To answer your question directly, I think if we look back at these 27 songs that we listened to, there were several different themes, right? There were covers, there were alternate songs for kind of tryouts for the films. There was a couple unique takes from the video games in there. It made it very difficult to try to come up with a consistent approach to figure out what is the best song. So when I listened to this again as Jared was playing it and the reaction that we all had, I think, yes, this does deserve to be number one. Not taking away anything from any of these other songs that we all loved, but I think this struck a chord with all four of us. And that says something to me. And I'm perfectly happy with it being the number one song from the Rogue Agents. Jason said it well there. Um, I may have been the one that put it lower. I don't know, Alan. I'd kind of be interested on that. It, it, I ranked it number seven on my list. Yeah, you're the one that scored it the lowest. Okay. I called myself out. I'm all right with that. Definitely, you know, six more songs I felt were kind of better than that. But yeah, just taking on the song and doing what they did with it, man, it's good. And I could feel it. And I would listen to it over and over again. So yeah, being number one for the group, I could definitely understand that. The thing that sticks out to me about this one, and yes, I think it deserves to be number one. I ranked it number three, but I had a feeling it was going to do well. I had that feeling since, Alan, you brought it to the show. And if you remember correct, you had to do like a dive to find it. Like it was a YouTube channel that had like nine subscribers. Yeah. No information on how to find them. No Twitter handle. No. Yeah, we didn't know any. We don't know anything about these. Couldn't people. find anything about who these people are. If that was the name of their page. Was a band with no name or a band has no name, and that was it. I just remember. I don't do this a lot. I've probably done this two or maybe three times in six of the best history. I would send it in group text to the guys and be like, "You guys need to hear this." And maybe they click on it. Maybe they don't. They ignore me ninety percent of the time. But I remember sending that one to group text and being like, guys, check this one out. This is phenomenal. So, yeah, I think even though I had it at three, group consensus at one, uh, I wouldn't fight that at all. From the outside looking in, Alan, you you got to be the sort of the dungeon master. I mean, what are your thoughts on the song? Before I started ranking them just based on conversations, I thought Tommy Taroko was would, would come out at number one. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, when this one came up, and I, I listened to I actually went through them in order today, listening to them in the order that they ended up on. Oh, and okay. by the time it got to this one and I listened to it at the end, I'm like, yeah, this totally deserved to come out on top. It was great. So, awesome. Yeah. That'll be the thing to re- go back and now re-listen to the full songs again with you guys in this episode. But I think I'll go back and kind of re-listen to it again, just the songs in, in order that they came up here. I think that'll definitely give me a good feel for it. I might skip that Moonraker one. <laughs> at least the top 10. I would say at least the top 10. And and what I noticed 
in my rankings, my top five probably have like the higher name people in here. You know, you got Fun Loving Criminals, Radiohead. These are bigger name people that know their profession and know what they're doing to make themselves stand out. That kind of tells you the tale of how to get there in your editing, in your arrangements and all that. When you're good at it and you're you're good at your craft, it definitely shows. Cream rises to the top, Pat. I just want to say thanks to you guys for going along for the ride on this, spending the time to listen and rank the songs and send them to me. Um, it was fun going through, seeing how all the, the lists compared as I was compiling it. Thanks for inviting me on to do this. I think it, it's been real fun to revisit all of these bonus tracks. Thanks for hosting us, Alan. You're yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. The last time we did a ranking like this, we didn't really get Jared's thoughts on this. So it was, it was kind of fun to just have all four of us together. Yeah, it was feeling each other out and, and wondering who was where and pitting each other against the, the highs and lows. It was fun. You got to say something that the Bond universe is special to a lot of people because and there's any number of songs you can cover. I think if you're going to cover a song from the James Bond universe, if you're going to even put a cover to it, it meant that those movies, the universe is something that you have a passion for and that you care about. And and that's cool. I mean, you had all of these artists cover these songs that already existed, sometimes, you know, adding a new touch, whatever, to the song. So all of it is very much appreciated. I hope that no one takes anything that we say over the top or too overly critical because it like, well, while one song may or may not have been our cup of tea, I mean, the effort that these artists put into these songs was fantastic and absolutely appreciated. And this was really fun. Yeah, I'll tack on to that and say, take it a step further, too. If you're going to put yourself out there, I would say one of the toughest crowds to put yourself out there in front of is the Bond crowd. They're a critical bunch. <laughs> they are unforgiving. They are cold and cruel sometimes. And so putting yourself out there, right here, here, Delvin, just these these cats that, that put the effort is is where it's at. So I hope all of our listeners enjoyed our 27 bonus tracks from six of the best on rogue agents if that makes any sense at all (laughs) stuff ever does i definitely want to say thanks again to alan who did all the behind the scenes work of compiling the numbers and all the lists of the songs and (laughs) suffering through trying to wrangle us for through 27 songs he's given up a good hour and 45 minutes of his life two hours of his life tonight to do this for us alan thank you so much for doing that A pleasure, as always, to hang out with you guys. Really appreciate it. You're always welcome here. You know that. And before we leave you, we'll do as we always do. We'll let Van Plexico read off our list of Patreon sponsors. We appreciate everybody who gets in on that. So we'll drop that to Van. Here are the folks that have joined up so far. They include Chris and Clinton Stewart, Carl Von Drunker, Christopher Burleson, Jeremiah Schumann, and Patrick Hayes and Samuel Salvatore. You guys are awesome, and, and ladies, and all you folks. Uh, I believe those are all guys. Allison Rich, Bart Lindsay, Bradley Blackman, Chris Usher, Gary Grant, a.k.a. AU Fan at KSC, JJP Geese. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that phonetic spelling. 
Logan Chilton, Matthew Flowers, Phil Amthor, Richard Stevens, Steve Trawick, Susan Trawick, Trombone Tiger, Willie Carden, he's a dark horse for the Heisman, Ann Kangian, A.U. Falling Up, Ben Bloodworth, Chris Thrash, Clay Henson, Dan Thompson, Daniel Odom, David Evers, David Hegler, Emmanuel Seaman, Eric Morgan, Bobby, I Need Amanda Hug and Kiss. Yep, that's one of them. George Gaston, Jacob and Robin Fleming, John Otsuki, Catherine England, Kevin Smith, Mickey B, Phil Davis, Preston Settle, Reynolds Wolf, Rich Reimer, Steve Harlan, there goes Davis, WDE Richie, Wes Atkinson, William Morgan, Wilson Beard, Winston Body, Blake Heron, Boris the Tiger, who's currently behind me, Brandon Smith. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we had to reshuffle that. Let me do it over again. Uh, Boris the Tiger, Brandon the Smith, Cato the Barner, and Chris the Hilton. Brandon, we got to get you on the V bandwagon now since you've kind of popped in between Boris and Cato. Colby Butler, Danny Flack, Darius Benton, David Simpson, Di Bama, Earl Ricks. No, seriously, Di Bama, Earl Ricks, Eric Mahan, Hugh Anderson, Josh Teal, Kevin Canoy, Kevin Mahan. By the way, that reminds me, I've mailed out quite a few of the posters the last couple of weeks, too. We did a nice business of those Auburn posters that I had printed up based on the covers of We Believe. So I'll have some of those at Dragon Con at my table, too. If you want to pick up these really nice posters of, the, uh, of basically the last 40 years of Auburn football. Uh, Kevin Mahan, Lane Middleton, Melissa Blackstone, Mike Finley, Algorithm, Papa Todd, Patrick Williams, Randall Walker, Rob Morgan, Ross, Russell Milling, Sarah Hines, Sasquatch, Shane Bailey, Shannon Butson, Snow Dog. <sighs> this is the year Bo Nix has improved so much under this new offense. He's focused. He's having fun. I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Pittman, Tony Perry, we taught Van how to say piggies. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Alex Nguyen, Auburn Elvis, Ben Amos, Ben Rigas, Bill Miner, Charles Mooney, Chris Como, Colonel Dad, Daniel Barnett, David Smiley, Donnie Reynolds, Elizabeth Donald, Ice Cream Clone, and finally, James Taylor, Jason, the Weasel Skull Arbic, John Stubbs, John Zavachin, Joey Miller, Joseph Iliff, JT Jarhead, Justin Bean, Kathy Bright, Kenneth Brent Rains, Mark Squire, Michael Halbrook, Mick Vigicana, Mustangs smoke Camaros every day. Paul Bankson, public land owner. Robert Drain, Russell Souther, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, Spanky. Stephen Thompson, Trevor Johnson. Why am I even here? John Ringer has all the talent and carries this show. Brent Rumble, Chris, plus our one-time anonymous and smart Alec donors. All right, so there's our list of Patreon sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of you. So let's close this out on where they can find everybody here on social media. And he's definitely earned the right to go first. Let's start with our host, our guest, our friend, Alan J. Porter. Where can people find you? For James Bond-related stuff, you can find me at Bond Lexicon on Twitter, James Bond Lexicon at Tumblr and Instagram. And, of course, as always, the companion website for the James Bond Lexicon, jamesbondlexicon.online. And, of course, the James Bond Lexicon is available at all good online booksellers. Get you a copy. All right, Pat, where can folks find you? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at DE underscore RAY1977 and my newly created Twitter account at Johnny Cash Thunderball. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 
Thunderball. <laughs> Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And throwing it back to you, Jared. I am, of course, at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can also find me at SealandLooftIsLife.com. <laughs> you can check <laughs> My own joke. You can check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. And we want to hear what you think of these rankings. What were your favorite songs? You can tell us what your not favorite songs were if you want, but we're more interested in what were your favorites? What did you think of the rankings? You can hit us up at OHMS Pod for that on Twitter. You can email us OHMS Pod at Outlook.com. And more fun, you can give us a call at our Longbox Crusade hotline because we are also the Longbox Crusade crew, folks. You can call us at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone! So that is how you can give us feedback. We'd really love it if you gave us a call, 707-532-5269. Let us know your thoughts, because we will play your audio voicemail on an upcoming show. Okay, once again, thanks everybody who tuned in. We hope you really enjoyed this episode, and... As always, the Rogue Agents will return. The next episode is going to be whatever Jason decides it's going to be. So, good luck with that. (laughs) We'll catch everybody next time. This episode features the James Bond GoldenEye 007 Trap Remix by The Widdler.